This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Rider of Justice brings us another exciting story of the Old West tonight. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. And once again we hear the inspiring cry. Hey, old Silver! The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, old boy! Someone was waiting for us in the cafe near Abilene. We must hurry, old fellow! Hey, old Silver! Hooray! of time, many high-bred horses had disappeared from ranches in the neighborhood of Abilene. No one had been able to trace them nor to discover the thieves. At last, Cal Cummings, most prominent of the ranchers, directed the sheriff to ask the help of the Texas Rangers. A letter was written and addressed to Ranger headquarters and entrusted to the care of one of the townspeople of Abilene for delivery. The first scene of tonight's Lone Ranger drama opens outside a small cafe on the outskirts of Abilene. Zeke Skinner had been spending his money too freely for drink. And as the evening progressed, he talked more than was wise. His careless conversation was overheard. And when he staggered from the cafe, he was halted by the threat of a heavy gun and the stern voice of the Lone Ranger. 
Stand where you are, Skinner. Well, what does this mean? Go through his pockets, Sato, and find that paper he was talking about this evening. Mm, get him. Here, mister. You can't do this to You'll me. You'll see what we can do. But, mister, I ain't got nothing for you to steal. And I... to go back to Abilene, didn't you? Oh, boy. Can't a man just talk? Did you find the paper, Tonto? Me got paper here. Let me see it. That's my property. You can't... This is what we want, Tonto. Get to the saddle. Me me ready. Now for Abilene. Hail, Silver! One evening, several days after the masked man took the paper from Zeke Skinner, Cal Cummings stood at the Abilene Bar with the sheriff. Their conversation is about the theft of horses in the neighborhood. Cummings is speaking. Tell you, Sheriff, there just ain't no way to account for this horse thief that's been working around here. It's got me beat, Cal. That's why I was willing to send for rangers. I know when I'm again something I can't savvy. Oh, you're a smart hombre, Sheriff. I reckon you savvy that men in my position won't tolerate the loss of high-bed horses for very long. Don't get wrong notions, Cummings. I ain't sent for the rangers just because you ordered me to. No? I done that simply because I can't locate the horse thieves myself. And I hate horse thieves worse than killers. I'll see the rats hung if I have to send for the hollow-blamed army. You reckon, Sheriff, I'll change my mind about buying a drink. I figured me and you understood each other. I buy my own drinks. Then I don't owe nothing to no one. Well, I'll join my tap pan over yonder. <laughs> Someday, Steve, I'll take some of that high-handed way out of that, Sheriff. Yeah, I'm with you, Cummins. How are things fixed for tonight? All set. The boys have got that big white hole spotted at the hitch rack again. Good. Found the man that owns him yet? No, but it's true that he goes masked. He's a hard man to locate, though. Well, he must be close by if the horse is here. What about the other horse? Redskin owns it. He's the masked man's partner. Darn curious. They hitch the horses outside and then don't show up noise. Yeah, that makes stealing the big horse risky. You don't know where they'll come from. Everything is set, though, ain't it? Yeah, if only the plans work out. You'll get the high sign in a few moments. In spite of the way Cummings had spoken to the sheriff, he himself was the leader of the thieves. Silver, the Lone Ranger's horse, seemed to him a splendid prize, and Cummings' men were given orders to steal it. Silver put up a terrific battle as the crooks dragged him from the hitch rack. The masked man and Tonto were at the rear of the cafe watching Cal Cummings when they heard the commotion at the front. Tonto, that's Silver. What the matter? Come on, we'll see what's going on out front. They're taking Silver away. You take white color. Go get him, thief. If only I could shoot to kill. And there, other horse near. White fellow. I'll take your horse. You take the other. We'll get after those thieves. Ah, Silver will fight those crooks every step of the way. Any fellow. I'll All take right, you. stranger. Price them. We got you covered. Put down those guns. My horse is stolen. Keep your hands high or we shoot. Don't take no risks, mister. We're Texas Rangers. You? That's right. We're here to get the horse thieves. And it looks like we got him. What's going on here? What's all the noise? Them's the Texas Rangers. We've seen this mask on Brain Engine taking horses. 
and the engine sent to mount one with a CC brand. Well, that's my horse. My old horse has been stolen. We were borrowing a horse to get after the thieves. Tell that to the jury. We got him covered. Gosh, it don't take you gents long to make an arrest. Oh, you're the sheriff, huh? Yep, my jail's at your disposal. We figured something funny when we seen a masked man coming this way on the run. If you were here, you saw thieves make off with my horse. <laughs> that's a likely story. I'll help you lock him up. Maybe they'll tell where the other mounts is hid. Gahula! Yes, Talu. What's that? Oh, now, too loud. Two, Talu. That's all we can do, Kimosabi. Hey, cut that chattering engine. You're under arrest. The only reason I don't draw and shoot is because one of you would have to die. But there's another way. You're under arrest. Now, Talu. I think I'm Last He got loose. Shoot him. It's Kimosabi. He got us off guard. Get your gun. Two doctors. Get this engine off me. Ah, I got the engine. Well, we got him anyhow. Uh, you got me. That's all right. Who'll pay for this? Thought you were slick to jump us and spill a lot of us. You let the masked man get away. Well, take it easy. We'll corral him later on. The main thing is we got one of the horse thieves. You ought to drill him on the spot. No, don't do that. Take him to jail. Make him tell all he knows. Keep him there till he gets hung. Ranger had made his escape for two reasons. He knew that as long as he was held in jail, he could not recover silver. And once captured, the mask that concealed his identity would be taken from his face. While Tonto kept the sheriff, Cummings, and the other two men busy, the masked man fled on Tonto's horse. Some hours later that same night, we find the two men, Ben and Dave, in Cal Cummings' ranch house. We hear Ben speaking. Me and Dave hung around town for a while, Cummings. Then we come out here. Yeah, it was Ben's idea to see what the talk in town was. What is the talk? Well, everyone's convinced the engine is a horse thief. <laughs> it was sure a lucky break for us, catching him hands down like that. Trying to steal my horse. That was done on purpose. The boys left that one of yours where they got the big whacking from, figuring the masked man would ride it. It didn't happen like we figured. But it worked out all right. Kale, it was sure a slick scheme, making everyone, including the sheriff, think we was Texas Rangers. It got you boys here without rousing suspicion. It sure did. Now you'll be able to do a lot for us. Just watch us. <laughs> Wonder what the sheriff say if he knowed about his letter to the governor asking for Texas Rangers. Well, what did you do with it? I gave Zeke his orders on it and paid him off. Think he's likely to come back? No, not him. Now then, boys, let's get down to some planning. Well... I got a half a dozen other horses lined up to take. All good ones? The finest. Just give us the orders, that's all. I got an idea to make folks more than ever sure the engine and his part are horse thieves. Yeah? And get us horse flesh into the bargain. Oh, let's hear it, Cal. The engine has got to make his escape. Mm, I don't hanker to see that happen. When he busts loose, he takes a lot of horses with him. Oh, it might be fixed to look like that part of his with a mask busted him out. That's it. Wonder where he went to, anyway. Oh, he'll be a long ways from here by this time. Reckon he's still riding. Now, we got to make dead sure of one thing. What's that? That the engine travels when he gets loose. Any reason why he wouldn't travel? I don't take chances, boys. Well? we got to start lynch talk. Lynch him? Is that what you mean? That wouldn't work out for your plan. You can't lynch him. Oh, he won't get lynched. 
We'll get a mob riled, though. Then when he gets out, he'll travel fast. Well, I don't expect the sheriff will take to lynching. Well, I'll have one of the boys keep him in tow away from the jail. Steve can rile the lynch mob. That sounds like a good scheme, eh? Hey, Clemens! Now, Steve. Oh, that white horse is a devil on four legs. I can't handle the critter at all. Where's he at? The stable. It was all quiet and calm. Then all of a sudden... Well? Gosh, I wish you'd seen it. Them ears poked forward and the head come up, and then it started in raising particular Ned. Biting, pawing, kicking, I don't know what now. Gosh, it's a powerful critter. That ain't all. I've seen them shoes it's wearing, and boss, I never seen none like them before. How's that? I'd stake my life on it. They're solid silver. Silver? Wait. Leaping buzzards. Silver shod horse. Pure white. Strong as a dozen horses. Listen, I'll open the door. Yeah? Shut up, Steve. Don't you savvy it? If that horse is what I think, we got the most famous horse in the world. How's that? You never hear tell of Silver? Silver? You mean the owner's man? The Lone Ranger, that's what. Listen to that critter kick and howl. Listen here. If that's the Lone Ranger, he wouldn't ride away from here. He wouldn't leave that horse. The horse was quiet till a while back, and then he started in. And that means his master's around here so much. Get all the boys out. Have them scour this ranch for the masked man. I'll go get him. Throw a guard around the stable. I will. Give orders if that man seen to shoot him on sight. Come on. You too, Dave. Right. The chance of a lifetime. Boys, we got the famous Silver and never know him. We're going to do big things with him. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Crate Box! What's with today, huh? Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. You will recall that in the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama, Cal Cummings, leader of the thieves who had been stealing horses in the Abilene district, ordered the theft of silver, a great white horse belonging to the masked man. When the Lone Ranger borrowed another horse to pursue the crooks, he and Tonto were arrested by the sheriff and two men posing as Texas Rangers. The mystery rider escaped, however, and made his way to the Cummings Ranch 
where Silver, sensing his presence, whinnied loudly. Our next scene reveals Cummings and the two false Texas Rangers, seated in their saddles, watching the stable of Old Silver. Horse is quiet now. Reckon the masked man ain't been here after all. Oh, the luck. I hope to get a shot at him. So do I. Just as well. If he had been here, he might have heard our plans. And that had spoiled everything. Yeah. But he wouldn't have had the chance to kill if we'd have got him. You might have and you might not. I'm as well satisfied if he's kept aboard the Redskins' horse and hightailed it away from these parts. What are we going to do? Stay on guard in the saddle all night? I'll get the boys together and we'll take turns. Well, me and Dave have had a hard day, Cal. It's a long trip from where we sold them other horses to here. Uh, you boys can sleep. You've got a busy day tomorrow. I'll see if the stable's guarded. Tomorrow we've got to pose as rangers, and then at night we've got to bust the engine out of jail. <laughs> Then take another lot of horses with us when we leave here to hunt the horse thieves. The following day, the Lone Ranger removed his mask and cleverly disguised himself to look like a rancher. Then he entered the sheriff's office, behind which was the town's one-room jail, where Tonto was held. The sheriff, seated at his desk, looked up at the Lone Ranger's approach. You're a stranger around here, mister. Where are you from? You have a prisoner here, Sheriff. Yeah, an engine off, Steve. I'd like to have a look at him. For what? I think he might be a man I saw near the box K spread. Has the box K lost horses, too? Hadn't you heard? No. The box K is out in my county. I'll go on back. That door at the rear is a door to the jail room. You can speak to the prisoner between the bars. After I've talked to him, I'll be able to tell you whether or not he's the man we suspect. It don't matter anyhow. He's sure to hang as soon as he gets tried in court. I'll speak to him. Kimosabe. Me know you come. Tato, I've learned the entire plan. Uh We weren't sure of our facts until last night. When those men who called themselves Texas Rangers pulled their guns to cover us. Texas Ranger not do that? No. They don't draw their guns until it's time to fire. After I left you, Tonto, I went to the Cummings Ranch. You hear things there? Yes. Silver knew I was there, too. He kicked up quite a fuss. Color think you there? Yes, they did. I had to leave, Silver. If I'd taken him, the horse thieves would have known I'd overheard their plans and they would have changed them. Uh. As it stands now, they'll go through with their idea. And it'll give us a chance to prove to everyone that they're crooks. Hey, you there. You from the box K. Yes? It's taking you a long time to find out what you want to know. I'm nearly through, Sheriff. Well, hurry it up. I'll try to get Silver after the men have left the Cummings Ranch tonight, Toto. Then I'll come back here. Meantime, two men will come to let you out of jail. What? Tonto do? Take this gun. Hide it in your shirt and listen carefully to what I tell you. Cummings and his scheming companions left the ranch that night, planning to rouse the townspeople against Tonto. As they disappeared from sight, the masked man, silent as a shadow, raced across the open plain to the stable. A moment later, a thunder of hoofs and silver with a lone ranger in the saddle sped into the night.
Meanwhile, Cummings, Dave, and Ben took cover behind a dark row of buildings near the jail. Their Confederate Steve was busily playing his part to excite the mob against Tonto. Cummings is giving directions to the two men beside him. Now remember, boys, as soon as we let the red skin out, we get back to my place. Then you two will have to take them horses we picked up tonight and start them moving out of these parts. We're taking them to the same place as the others. Yeah, and sell them fast. Get back here with the cash. Leave it to us, Cal. I am. I just wish we could take that white horse along. Well, you can't. He's too hard to handle. He'd fetch a good price. Now leave the critter with me till the next time. Maybe I'll have him broke by then. Ain't it time something happened? Yeah. I figured Steve would have started the lynch talk by this time. What do you say, man? Starting now. Good. I'm coming out of his hour you know me, boys. I ain't for lynching a man no more than you are. Maybe we'd better let the law take its course. That's all right in most cases, but now I think we I don't... don't like lynching a man. Oh, Steve ain't a man. Look at what that critter's done. Sam, you lost two fine horses. Yeah. Pete lost one. What are you going to do about it? Sit back and do nothing? I say we should take the law in our own hands and string the red skin up. Yes, he's right. You know what'll happen if we don't? You go on trial and say he don't know nothing about the horse dealer. He'd be found guilty, though. We got evidence. What sort of evidence you got? He was catched by Texas Ranger stealing Cal Cummins' horse. Cal's got his horse back now, ain't he? Yeah, that's right. Sure he is. Cal's got his horse back, and the engine can say he'd never seen it. Who's there to prove he did? You can't get them Texas Rangers to testify in court. They don't do business that way. You may be right after all. It'd be a disgrace to the town if the redskin horse thief was to be let go free. That's just it. Maybe if his siege is going to be strung up, he'll tell us where the rest of the stolen horses are hit. That's a chance to get our horses back. Maybe he will talk at that. Most likely he'll tell where his part's at. I tell you, boys, it's worth trying. Yes. Yes. Now, what do you say? We get out of this That's where I'm He's working them along in great shape, ain't he, boys? Big bunch is all set to start out any minute now. We'd better be set ourselves. Let's get on our horses here. Yeah. As soon as they start moving to the jail, you boys get on the jump. What about the sheriff? I locate him and stay with him. Come on, boys. We'll take the jail by storm. Who's got him, That's it. Bring it up. of townspeople, raised to a pitch of fury by Steve's speeches, headed for the jail. Cummings left to find the sheriff and keep him from interfering. At the same time, Dave and Ben rode swiftly to the rear of the jail to play their part in the plot engineered by their leader. Here we are, Dave. I think we can get this back door open as easy as the front. Sure thing. It was a good stunt plan in that lynching. Of course. It's the only way we can make sure the engine be able to run for his life. He's innocent and he knows it. Might be willing to stand trial. Here, wait a minute. Hey, you Redskin, you in there? What you want? Listen, we're getting this door open, Savvy. We don't want you to get strung up. Hey, let me get this bar in the lock. I'll pry it open. Who are you, Palmer? You know us, Injun. We're the men to put you here. Texas Ranger. That's who we are. We put you here for trial, and you're not to get lynched. Lynch mob come this way. You hear it, don't you? 
And me not steal horse. You might be able to prove that in a court, but you can't convince a lynch mob of it. What you do now? Stand back, Redskin. I'll fix that lock. Hand me that crowbar, Dave. Here. Get a horse we'd play right over yonder. Get aboard and travel fast. You let me go away? We don't let no man face a lynch mob. Me not go. What are you talking about, you crazy galoot? Don't you hear the men coming here to spring you up? Let me hear them. Then get moving. You're free now. Run. Not so fast. What the sham? You're masked man. You coming. Me got him gunned too. What? Get into that jail. Uh, you, both of you. Me show me. You. I'm out at the other door right now. You can't do this. We're Texas Rangers. Oh, oh, you can't think of the red Stand aside there. We aim to get that red No, you can't. Come on. Right. Oh, I don't do it. If he's guilty, he'll have to Texas Rangers than you are. They're two of the thieves who've been working around here. He lies. Sure he does. Those are the men who have been taking the horses from the Cummings Ranch and selling them. Where's Cal Cummings? There he is, trying to get away. Come back here, Cummings. Come on, Cal. We'll see if the man with them guns is telling the true facts. Maybe these are the critters that's been taking horses from your spread after all. Not Cal Cummings' horses. They take the horses which Cummings and Steve and other C.C. Waddies have been stealing from all of you. Those animals go first to Cummings' place. That ain't true. Wait a minute. Cummings, you persuaded the sheriff to send for Texas Rangers, didn't you? Well, I... You gotta admit that much, Cal. Yes, I did. And they come here and found you and that redskin. No Texas Rangers came here. Because you paid the man who was supposed to take the sheriff's letter to stay away from here and not deliver the letter. That ain't so. You can't prove no such charge. You did that so you could bring in those two friends of yours and have them pose as Rangers to frame someone in town for horse stealing. Then you intended to start a lynch mob. Steve did that. Well, Steve, the start of the talk all right enough. Then the two fake Texas Rangers wouldn't let the prisoner escape. You planned to have him suspected of stealing a lot more horses. Boys, this all just talk. You can't let a masked man and redskin hold a lot of you at bay with six guns. Rush them. Rush them yourself if you've a mind to. Keep talking, stranger. You got any proof of what you say? I have the letter you wrote, Sheriff. To the Texas Rangers? Here it is. It was never delivered. You can find Zeke Skinner if you want to. He'll tell you how much Cal Cummings paid him and how he lost it in the gambling place on the outskirts of Abilene. There ain't a word of truth in what he says. By thunder, he talks a straight story. Is a letter genuine, Sheriff? This is a letter I wrote, all right enough. Why aren't you men wrestling so? That's it. Don't let the letter talk you out of doing justice, boys. They're talking us into doing justice. You want more proof? You got more proof, stranger? Go to Cummings' place right now. You'll find the horses that were taken away from here tonight. Horses stolen from you. You'll also find letters from the men who bought the stolen horses. Telling Cummings to get more of the same kind. Thunder. All you gotta do is look at Cummings' face to know the masked man tells the truth. Boys, wait. Listen. Don't throw me. I got a right to a trial. You don't get a trial, all right. And so all these crook parts of yours. That's more than you wanted to give the Redskin. Boys, tie him up. You two deputies stand guard till we get the jail doors fixed. Come on, Thunder. Let's get out of here. Now we'll get back a lot of stolen property and jail and armies came in pack of. Together again, silver old boy. Come, Sato. We're riding. Hello, silver! 
You have just heard another of the famous Lone Ranger stories featuring the jewel players. These exciting Western dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit and are sent to you each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.30 p.m. This is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger, Incorporated. Speaking, this is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Hundreds of stories have come out of the West concerning a phantom figure of the plains who rode in the cause of justice. A masked rider whose heroic deeds have lived down through the years as a symbol of the courage and spirit of the wild and untamed West of old. Listen to those silver-shod hoofs as they race down the hard-packed roadbeds of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, old boy! Some was waiting for us near the border! We must hurry, old fellow, to stretch out those great legs of yours! Liquor smuggling had become a serious problem to the Border Patrol. The smugglers were too cunning to be captured, and though illegal liquor was known to be sold in the States, the source of supply could not be discovered. The first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama opens in a cafe whose owner was suspected of doing business with the smugglers. Steve Brady, a member of the Border Patrol sent to investigate, is standing against the bar. I'm told you was asking for me personally, stranger. That's right. Your name's Birkin, isn't it? Yep. You own this place? That's right. Hmm, this ain't a bad grade of liquor you're selling here. Best I can get. I got something to tell you about that, Berkman. Suppose you step down to the end of the bar here where folks won't hear us talk. You're downright mysterious, Acton. What's it about? This way. So they can talk to you without three foot of bar between us. All right. Start talking. Where are you from and what's on your mind? Where I'm from ain't of special interest. 
But if you feel something poking into your stomach hard, it's the muzzle of a six-gun. What's the big idea? Stick up? No, it ain't a stick up, Flint. You're coming with me for questioning. What do you mean? Reckon you know what I mean. The liquor you're selling here has been brought over from south of the border. I don't know where it comes from. I ain't the man to tell that to, Flint. You gotta tell it to my bosses. I was ordered to come here, find out what brands of liquor you sold, and bring you in. <coughs> what the? the dirty rats. Who fired that shot? Close the doors of this place and don't let no one out. The shot came from the door. He didn't see who fired it, but it's a cinch he's not here now. Yeah, it come from outside someplace, mister. Keep away from those doors. All of you. You can't order us around that way. I'm sheriff here, and if there's any orders to be given, I'll give them, stranger. I'm giving the orders, sheriff. My name is Brady, the Border Patrol. Brady? Border Patrol? You're another one of them critters that come up here to find out where smuggled liquor's coming from, huh? That's right, Chef. This makes two men shot before they could tell. When we find the rats that are smuggling contraband liquor from the other side of the border, there's two murders for them to account for. You're making a mistake, Brady, keeping folks inside here. Yes? I was with the boys right here by the door. I swear the shot come from outside. Whoever fired it is a darn good shot, then. Yeah. That was a six-gun kill, Flint Berkman, and it drilled him perfect. Whoever fired it is plenty far from here by now. All the deputies report for duty. We're organizing the posse right away. We'll get the coyote. Now hold on. Don't interfere with the law, Brady. Read the rules and regulations of the Border Patrol, and you'll find you're overstepping your authority and interfering with justice if you hinder us in searching for the killer of Flint Berkman. That's right. We're going out. But I... Come on, stand aside. We're leaving here, and we're hunting for the killer of our part. Come on, boys. <laughs> The organized by the sheriff to hunt for Berkman's murderer was divided and sent out to search the surrounding country. The sheriff and a few of his deputies rode out together. After a night of riding, they came upon a lone camper known as Cactus Pete. Keep your hands above your shoulders, mister. What the? What's this mean? It means we're hunting a killer. But doggone, mister, I ain't no killer. I'm Cactus Pete. I don't care who you are. Where you from? Shucks, I ain't from no place in particular. I just travel. Pretty sizable gun you're carrying there. <laughs> yeah. It ain't mine, though. It ain't yours. Hand it over. Let me see it. But, Sheriff, I'll I... I'll take the gun. What did you say your name was? Cactus Pete, they call me. What's your real name? Pete Hawkins. Hmm. Initials on this gun is T.W. That don't sound like Pete Hawkins to me. I told you the gun wasn't mine. Where'd you get it? Oh, granted, if you're suspecting me of murder, you wouldn't believe me if I told you where I got it. Got it the same place I got these doggone oversized clothes I'm trying to wear. Where's that? Some ornery coyote come up to my camp here while I was sleeping. Woke me up jabbing this here six-gun in my face. That's a likely story. Oh, drat you, Chef. It's the truth. Then what? He made me switch clothes with him. Took my guns. Left this shooting iron. I ain't even any cartridges for it. Hmm. Reckon we got the right man, Chef. We'll take him in and see what he might know about Berkman's murder. Who? Berkman. You don't mean Flint Berkman. Oh, so you know him, huh? I know plenty about Flint Berkman. Yeah? A dirty crook. He's been living on barred time a long while. Uh, Reckon that remark will be used again, him, eh, Sheriff? Used a plenty. You can't prove I was nowhere near his cafe. How do you know he was shot in the cafe? I didn't, but I... That's another point again, you mister. Look here. 
The only reason I figured he was shot in that cafe was because he's there most of the time. He lives upstairs, don't he? Yeah, he does. You know all about him, don't you? And you drilled him. What'd you do it for? What'd Berkman do to you? Doggone, I didn't shoot him. You know enough to warrant your arrest. And you lied about your name. I did not lie. I'm Cactus Pete, I tell you. How can you prove it? I can... I... Gosh, I... What proof you got that your name's Pete Hawkins? Sheriff, I reckon I ain't got no proof. Maybe you better take me to the jail and see what happens. Cactus Pete was returned to town and lodged in jail. The sheriff convinced the townspeople that his prisoner was the murderer of Berkman, and sentiment ran high against Pete. There was talk even of lynching, but the sheriff stopped it. There ain't to be no lynching, boys. And I'm back in the sheriff. Any lynching mob that gets organized will have gun lead spread right into their midst, and we don't care who it hits. Now go back to your homes, fellas. The law will take care of this matter. Sheriff's right, fellas. Come on, let's get back. Well, I reckon there won't be no more lynch talk. You reckon not, Sheriff. That's a blame good thing. We have a lynching down here. It's a black mark again, you. Yeah. And we'd likely have the U.S. Marshal down here, along with a lot of them border patrol men. That'd be a reflection on the way we handle law and order. Now stick on guard here. I sure will, Sheriff. I'm heading for home. It's been a busy day. Instead of going to his home, Sheriff Perkins went to the edge of town where the shadows of huge boulders concealed Steve Brady. Brady, though a member of the Border Patrol, had betrayed his trust and was in the pay of the smugglers. We hear him as he greets the sheriff. Took you long enough to get here. I've been waiting. Come as fast as I could, Brady. How's everything look? It's working out all right. The prisoner will swing for murder as sure as my name's Perkins. How much does he know? Nothing. You sure that? Dead sure. He don't know a blame thing. Yeah, good enough. He'll have to face and question him. The less he can tell, the more guilty he'll seem to be. Yep. It was sure a lucky thing he said what he did about Berkman. <laughs> Give a movie for the murder. Yeah. And Berkman had to die. Well, I suppose he did. Sooner or later, one of the other men from the patrol would get to questioning. He was yellow enough to squeal. He won't do no squealing now. <laughs> but say, Steve, what about the real killer of Berkman? Jack Walters? He the one? Sure. <laughs> he does all the killing for our bunch. He got clear, then switched clothes with that hombre that says he's kicked his feet. Oh. Here's what you got to know. There was a shipment of liquor due to be brought across the border next week, but it's being held for a time. Till things quiet down around here. Yeah. There might be some strangers of the marshal here investigating that shooting. It's best to lay low for a time. I reckon so. Meanwhile, you keep the town quiet and see there's none of the smuggled liquor sold in the cafe. I'll see to that. Is that all? That's all. And there's one thing I'd like to ask you, Brady. Well? Just who is the big boss of this gang? As far as you're concerned, I'm the boss. Who gives me orders needn't concern you. Mm, I savvy. You just tend your job and see that the prisoner pays for the murder. Then the shooting's cleared up and there won't be no more heard from it. You leaving this section now? Not till after I've questioned the prisoner. I'll do that in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta make a show of doing my duty as one of the border patrol. <laughs> You'll be seeing me around tomorrow. Thank you.
I've told you all I know. And every word I said is the truth. Your story don't hold water. It's as full of holes as a sieve. I can't help it if it don't sound true. Pete? Or whatever your name is. You admit knowing that there's been smuggling going on. Everyone knows it. Oh, so you admit that? Yeah. And you was afraid Berkman would tell the names of those he bought liquor from, so you drilled him. That ain't true. And why did you hate him so? Because he sold that liquor. He and all the rats at work with him didn't give a hang about the folks around here. All they cared about was selling liquor that had been smuggled in. They didn't care how rotten that liquor was. They didn't care how many families they wrecked with it. They sold it to whoever would buy it. It didn't matter if they was white men or Indians. Mm, you seem to know a lot about it. Look here, Brady. Don't the way I feel about it show you I wouldn't have no hand in it? Makes me think you're a pretty good actor. That's what it does. If I could give you any help, I'd do it. Even if it meant I'd hang. I'd most be willing to be proved one of the gang. If by so doing, it'd wipe the rest of him out. Pretty brave speeches, but they ain't gonna save you from the noose. There ain't but one thing that'd save your neck. Well... Name the rest of the men that are in the gang. I can't do it because I ain't in the gang. I don't know him. Gang's too clever for the law. There ain't but one power on earth I know of to clean them rats out. And uh, what might that be? I mean the Lone Ranger. I don't know how he'd do it, but he sure as thunder would do it. If only the Lone Ranger knows. curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now on with our story. You will recall that in the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama, we learned that liquor smuggling was common along the border. Steve Brady, a dishonest member of the Border Patrol, was sent to investigate the situation. While he questioned Flint Berkman, who was suspected of selling illegal liquor, the cafe owner was shot and killed. The sheriff, another member of the smuggling gang, arrested Cactus Peak for the murder though completely aware of his innocence. Now, as our second act opens, we see the Lone Ranger and Tonto riding toward town. They walk their horses, pausing frequently to permit Tonto to examine footprints on the ground. That's the trail of Cactus Pete, all right, Tonto. Uh-huh. Him got hatch on boot. I remember it. Him toe in like Injun. Yes. Step light on left foot. His left leg is a bit stiff from an old wound. Uh, here, where him stop. Oh, wait, oh. Oh, make them camp here and... Uh... Tonto, something happened here. Uh, other feller come on horse, stop here, get off horse. Here, where Pete, get on horse, ride way. Other men came here later. Oh, Pete not ride horse. This not way him walk. But those are his boots. Oh, uh, other feller wear Pete's boots. That accounts for it. 
Someone came here and forced Cactus Pete to change clothes with him. Mm. The stranger put on Pete's boots, then rode away. Ah, right. That can mean just one thing, Kimosabe. Someone who was dodging the law was riding away scot-free, while those other men who came here took Cactus Pete along with them. Ah. Toto, one of us must follow the trail of the outlaw. The other must go to town and see how bad a spot our friend is in. Me? Me follow him, trail. To the north, ah. and I'll head for town. Bring the outlaw back with you, Toto. Toto, get him. Get him up here, fella. Cactus Pete held in jail awaiting trial could see no hope for himself. He knew that Brady and the sheriff were determined to have him convicted as the murderer of Berkman. He knew also that the townspeople believed him guilty. Throughout the long hours of darkness, Pete had heard the steady footsteps of a guard as he paced back and forth outside. Oh, ain't but one man alive can help me. He'd know I want guilty. He'd believe me. There ain't no telling where he's at. If only someone would believe my story. I might get out and hunt for the real killer, but I won't as long as they're so sure I'm guilty. Oh, I wish I could get to sleep, Rabbit. I need all my thinking for the trial. Hey, guard. What do you want? Come up to the window, won't you? I'm close enough to hear you. What do you want? Can't you stop that pacing for time? For what? I can't sleep. You're pacing around like a caged lion, crutching your boots on the ground and... <laughs> You'll get a plenty sleep before long. Permanent sleep. Well, I should have known better than ask a favor of anyone in this town. Yeah, you should have known better. Killers ain't privileged to ask no favors. Ain't there anyone alive believes my story? No. Yes, there is. What? Quiet, guard. Take that gun out of my back. I said keep quiet. What? It can't be. That voice. Mister. Mister, is it you? Take it easy, Pete. Without hearing your story or knowing what it is, I believe you. You're mad. And you'll be gagged if you don't keep your voice down. Mister, something told me you'd be coming here. Listen, let me tell you the whole story. There's no end to smuggling going on. When are you supposed to stand trial? I'll go to court in the morning, but I've already been tried and found guilty by everyone in town. Now, what are you accused of? Murder. Killing Flint Berkman. Did the real killer make you change clothes? Yeah, it did. But how'd you know? Tonto and I found the tracks. Tonto was already headed north to overtake the man who made you change with him. He made me switch guns and everything. He did, huh? But, mister, even if he's found, no one would think he was the killer. Listen, Pete, you'll have to stay here for a while. Ain't you going to learn me out? Not yet. Well, what are you going to do? Get around the town and see what I can learn. I'm warning you, mister. You won't get out of town alive. You're interfering with justice. What are you going to say I've done? Well, you, you pulled a gun on me. Did I harm you? No. Have I tried to help the prisoner escape? No, he ain't. Are you interested in seeing the right man punished? Well, uh... Or are you in league with the plotters against law and order? No, I ain't. Ed Berkman was killed because he might have told where he bought contraband liquor. Yeah, yeah, I know. By finding the real murderer, we'll find the key to the liquor smuggling. But that man in the calaboose... You heard what I said about reading the signs of the trail? Yeah. Why didn't the lawmen see what was so obvious? Huh? Is it because the lawmen themselves are in league with the smugglers? Pete. You know, mister? Who found you? Well, there were Sheriff Perkins and this year guard and a couple others. You? Yeah, I was along. And you're going to tell me the truth. But I tell you... Did the sheriff bother to examine the tracks? No, there didn't seem to be no need of it. Not even when Pete Hawkins told his story? No. Mister, the sheriff and Steve Brady are the... Who is Steve Brady? He's from the Border Patrol. He was about to question Flint Berkman when Flint was shot. The Border Patrol? Yeah. I met some men from the patrol. That's how I knew all about the smuggling that's been going on. Hold on, mister. Well? Look here. I'm as set again the smuggling as any man can be. If that Sheriff Perkins... This guard, the sheriff, Steve Brady, deputies. 
Pete, I have an idea. Yeah? Have a long ride before morning. But, Pete, don't lose your courage. Keep your, your chin up. Here, Silver. With you on my side, mister. I ain't wearing a doggone bit. Yep. did not wait for Tonto to return. Instead, the masked man determined to act at once. He rode swiftly from the jail to the cafe. There, under cover of darkness, he spoke to two men standing outside. I'm looking for the home of Sheriff Perkins. Last house on this side of the road. I must also find each of the deputies and the border patrolman, Steve Brady. When he had learned the facts he needed, the Lone Ranger was ready to put his daring plan into action. He rode first to the home of the sheriff. A moment later, the sheriff was awakened from a heavy sleep by the sound of a rock thrown through his window. What the... What the... Where's the match? What's going on here, anyhow? Why did I... A note's fastened to that rock. Something as sure as thunder due to happen. Here's where one of the deputies lives, Silver Old Boy. And here's the rock for him. Come on, Silver! Here's the home of another of the men who arrested Cactus Beach. What's the matter? I've come to tell you something. Great Scott, you're missed. Where'd you come from? How'd you find me? I'm here to help you. You want the truth about the liquor smugglers, don't you? What? There's a man in jail for murder. Yes, but who are you? I'm trying to help you and the Border Patrol put a stop to liquor smuggling by finding the real murderers of Flint Berkman. Oh, yeah. You are, huh? Hey, you're the man the prisoner spoke of. Am I? What do you know about the smuggling? Nothing yet. But before daybreak, I'll have the whole truth for you. You, you will? How? I've sent a note to the sheriff and all these deputies. What for? Brady, now listen so you'll understand the plan. Yeah. I know the sheriff and some of his men are working hand in glove with the smugglers. You know that? Yes. Who else? I don't know. But I do know Sheriff Perkins is a coward at heart. If he can be arrested with the proof that he's with the smugglers, he'll talk. Yeah, he struck me as a coward. Now then... But hold on. How do you prove these men are working with the liquor smugglers? I've sent a note to each of them. The note is worded in such a way that if they are in with the smugglers, they'll go to a meeting place at daybreak. But if they're not, they'll not know what the note means. I savvy. Those that go to the meeting place will prove themselves guilty. Yes, and the United States Marshal and your Border Patrol will be there to get them. Time to go get my parts of the patrol, huh? No. I ain't? I'll take care of them. You go directly to the meeting place. Where is it? The old Arroyo, near the dead cedar. There are good places to hide on the side of the Arroyo. Where will you be between now and then? Riding. For the Border Patrol, huh? Hi-oh!
Brady saddled his horse, then rode toward town in the home of Sheriff Perkins. There he dismounted and shortly afterwards pounded on the lawman's door, awaking the sheriff for the second time that night. Hey, dead red at all. Can't a man get sleep when he's got to get up before daybreak? Oh. Uh, who's there? That you, Brady? What are you doing here? Come in and shut the door. I'm glad you come. I wanted to see you. Listen, an hour ago, a rock came through that window. I know. There was a note on it. Well, how do you know? This will give you a laugh. The masked man that sent the note come to me and told me how it was a trap for you and the deputies. Yeah, a trap? Sure. Then the big boss ain't called and meeting at all? No. I ain't to go to the Arroyo at daybreak? You go, and it serves as proof that you're in with the smugglers. Gosh. He told me how he'd set the trap. Yeah. You've got to tell the rest of the boys not to go there. Yeah. I'd better go get them out of bed right now and tell them. Who you have to tell? All of them. Speed, Miller, Lacey, and Stone. Mm. What about the guard at the jail tonight? He's one of the deputies that don't figure in our game. You'll tend to the telling of the rest? Yeah. You dead sure the whole thing was a fake? Sure it was. If we go to the Arroyo, we show that we're with the smugglers. You've already shown it. What? Where? There, it's a busted window. Don't move. Are you? Get the gun, Sam. The marshal. You're darn right. Look here. I'm a border patrolman. No more, you ain't. You're an ordinary smuggler. It's a trick. Did you hear enough, marshal? All we needed here. Hank, take a couple of boys and get them... Deputy. All right, Marshal. It's a frame-up, an honorary frame-up. You said you was going for my men. And you thought you'd be safe coming here to warn the sheriff. Well, Brady, that's just what you were expected to do. Mister, thought it was come with a killer. But well, that man's a prisoner. Yeah, like fun. The guard let me out when Tonto showed him how that killer swapped clothes with me. Did the guard believe your story then, Pete? He had to. You should have seen that killer's feet all cramped up by trying to wear my boots. <laughs> that proved my story. Hey, let me talk to you. We're talking to the judge and jury. Maybe you can save your neck by giving names. He can't give the names of the bosses, but, but I can. Marshal, let me talk. Marshal, you'll get all the evidence I promise you. You'll bring some honest men and help me. I sure as thunder will. Dotto, I'll meet you at the camp. I told you. I told you he could do it. is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. figure of the plains takes us back through the years in fancy to the wild and untamed west of old. We thrill to another of his exciting adventures. Here he comes astride the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! That's it, old fellow! There's a dangerous trail ahead, but we must hurry! Hi, Silver! In the history of the Southwest during the time of the Lone Ranger... There are records of few outlaws as cruel as the Apache Kid. He was raised by white people after the murder of his father. As a result, he had the education of an average white man, though himself a full-blooded Indian. His career of crime began with the killing of the man who had caused his father's death. From that point on, his crimes were countless. More than a score of lawmen sent to capture him were murdered by his blazing guns. He was shrewd, completely savage, and absolutely without fear of the law. At the time our story opens, we see the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, in a small camp near a spring. 
They are kneeling beside the unconscious figure of a badly wounded man. The masked man speaks. There's little hope for him, Tonto. Not right. Wound, plenty bad. If he'd only regain consciousness long enough to tell us who shot him. Mm, and tell us who he is. Him, lawman. I know that, Kimosabe. The bullet that struck him went right through his deputy sheriff's badge. We here long time now. Him not open eyes. Two days, Tonto. Not right. He's been unconscious all the time. I don't understand. What then? The clothes this man is wearing cost a lot of money. A lot more than the deputy sheriff can afford. Not right. And he's old. A man his age wearing clothes of this sort and wearing the badge of a deputy sheriff called for some explanation. Oh. Listen to him. Isn't there something we can do? Tonto do all Indian know. I... I missed... Tonto, he's speaking. Mm. I... I missed... my... my chance. Take it easy, friend. We're doing the best we can to help you. You... you're a friend? Yes. Who shot you and left you here like this? I... I'm Tom Reynolds... You know the name? Tom Reynolds? You go. Go see Sheriff... Sheriff Burns. Sheriff Burns of Callaway County? Right. He... He'll know. He'll know. Just tell him Tom Reynolds missed his chance. Tell me who shot you. The... The kid. The Apache kid. I missed... My chance. Tutter. Wait. Gone? Not right. Now we take him home. Not just yet. I'm going to call on the sheriff. I want to find out about Tom Reynolds. Here, Silver. <laughs> Wait for me, Kimosabe. <coughs> While I'm gone, I'm also going to find out about the Apache kid. Come on, Silver. At the county seat, Sheriff Burns had been worried by the absence of his deputy, Tom Reynolds. We see the sheriff in his office speaking about the matter to another deputy. And you still ain't found no track of Reynolds, huh, Sam? Nary a sign of him, Sheriff Burns. It beats me how he could just drop clear out of sight like he's done. He was getting too old to be a deputy. But Dad Radditt, what's a man in my position to do with a critter like old Tom? Too bad you ain't more deputies like me. You. Huh. I don't... Steady, what time? You too. What for the last? Two guns. Under cover each of you. All right, stranger. Seeing as you aim to stick your neck in a noose by busting in here masked and throwing guns on us, have your say. But consider yourself under arrest. I'm here, Sheriff Burns, for information. Well? Did you have a deputy named Tom Reynolds? Yeah. What do you know about him? You say, did I have a deputy? I still got one named Tom Reynolds. He's our... Tom Reynolds met the Apache kid. What? The Apache kid? That dirty polecat. Need I tell you any more? Answer me just one question. Is the Apache kid alive? As far as I know, he is. Uh, That means that old Tom ain't. He lived for several days after the Apache kid shot him. Where's he at now? Twenty miles from here, in an arroyo. My friend and I stayed with him, but there wasn't a chance for him to pull through. One more mark again, the kid. Sheriff... If ever I get the chance to line my gun sights on that redskin, I swear he won't be standing no trial by law. Stranger, who are you anyhow? That's unimportant. The important thing, Sheriff, is to get the Apache kid. That's what poor old Tom give up his life doing. Poor? You mean... Oh, he had plenty of cash. 
In fact, he was about the richest man that lived in these parts. But he was still a deputy, despite his age. Yeah. You see, five years ago, the Apache kid got old Tom's son. He did? Yeah. Then Tom vowed that he'd get the kid and fetch him in alive to stand trial. He didn't want to shoot him. He wanted him alive so as he could let him know that the shooting of Dave Reynolds was what led to his downfall. Gosh, I'll never forget old Tom vowing over his boy's dead body that he'd get the kid or, or die a trying. Yeah, and the Apache kid never knew it was Dave Reynolds that he drilled at the Mesa that time. That's the main thing old Tom hoped for. I'll never forget how he'd practiced the things he wanted to tell the Apache kid when, when he finally brought him in. I can see him now. Standing right there in that corner, Sheriff. Remember? Yep. Telling us how he aimed to say, When you shot my boy, you started me on your trail. And it's that lad's murder that'll put the noose around your neck. Poor old Tom. Did the Apache kid know Tom Reynolds was wealthy? Can't say what he knowed. Did he know Tom Reynolds was out to avenge his son? Don't know that. The kid just kills for the sake of killing. If he seen the lawman's badge, he'd shoot and let it go at that. Did Tom Reynolds have any family? Nope, he just lived alone. Big house down the road a piece. All kinds of cash, too. But doggone who the Sam Hill are you to come in here and get us to talk like this. Sam, you forget he's holding guns on us. Well, doggone! You're under arrest. Very well, Burns. If you want to put me under arrest, you can do so. But first, you're going to listen to my plan. I am, huh? Have you any means of getting the Apache kid? Well, we're all us on the lookout for him. Mister, taint often a man wins my confidence. But there's something about in you... In spite of the mask? Yes, Dad read it in spite of the mask. Then listen to my plan. We'll talk. In the first place... Tom Reynolds is not dead. What? You said the truth. Only four men know the truth. The Apache kid left him alive. Yeah. Tonto. Tonto? Who's he? An Indian friend of mine. Tonto and I know the truth, and now you two men. But no one else will know. Well, I don't say it. You will. Listen to what I'm going to suggest. Lone Ranger explained his plan while Sheriff Burns and his deputy listened. Then when he'd finished, the masked man mounted Silver and returned to the place where he'd left Tonto. Tonto! Oh, oh, man, Silver! Oh, boy! Oh. Ah, you come back plenty fast. There's a lot to be done, Tonto. You see, Sheriff? Yes. I learned a lot about Tom Reynolds and the Apache kid. Me look round here. Yes? Fine trail. A trail? Apache kid trail. But it's days old now. You think you can follow it? Maybe. Tonto, try. You can, Tonto. It'll make my plan a lot easier. Tonto, try. Follow trail. We've got to find the Apache kid. Tom Reynolds was the richest man in the county. Yeah. When the Apache kid left him, he was alive. The kid wouldn't know he's dead unless he stayed close to us. Him not close. Me follow trail a long way. Then come back here. Wait for you. I found out where Tom Reynolds lived, Tonto, and discussed the plan with Sheriff Burns. He's willing to try that plan. Not good. I... I'm going to take the badge off the deputy. Bullet hole in badge? Yes, but I can use it just the same. What you want Tonto do? First of all, follow that trail and find the Apache kid. Then fetch kid in? No, he won't come in alive, Tonto. Uh, He's got to come in of his own accord, or... What you say? Or send for me. Uh, I'm going to take the place of Tom Reynolds. I'm going to live in town in his house and wear his clothes and make myself look as much like him as possible. I'm going to offer a big reward in his name. Ooh, pay reward. No one, Kimosabe, because we are the ones who will get the Apache kid, and we don't accept rewards. Now, the first thing is for you to follow the trail, locate the Apache kid, and after you've found him, tell him this.
Hey, Sam, I want to speak to you. Well, what's rankling in your mind? What's come over Tom Reynolds since he got back? What makes you think anything has? Can't get to see him. Can't talk to him or nothing. He was shot by the Apache kid. No, you don't say. Yep. And lived? His house is occupied, ain't it? Ain't you heard of the reward he's offering? Reward? $10,000 for the Apache kid. 10000 Wow, what's that? Reynolds was shot by the Apache kid. And lived? He's offering 10000 reward for his capture. $10,000? $10,000. Yes, sir, he. Sheriff, is, is that true? Uh, 10000 for the Apache kid? Well, there's a notice of it. Hey, Sheriff, I got a hammer. I'll nail the notice on the wall. $10,000. $10,000. Tom Reynolds offers $10,000. The Apache kid shot Reynolds. Reynolds is alive. Offers $10,000. Sheriff Burns and his deputy had followed their instructions, and soon everyone in town was talking excitedly of the reward. While the news was being spread, the Lone Ranger, disguised as Tom Reynolds, stood beside his great horse, Silver, in the stables, behind the large Reynolds home. I think Tom Reynolds is alive, Silver, old boy. I hope we can carry out the plan, keep him alive, at least in spirit, till we keep his pledge for him. It all depends on Tato. If he can trail the Apache kid to his camp and carry out his part of the plan, there may be a chance. I wonder if Tonto will be able to follow that trail. If he's successful, I wonder if the Apache kid will shoot or give Tonto a chance to talk. And I hope the Apache kid invites him to sit by his campfire and talk over a plan to pick up some quick and easy money. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. You will recall that in the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama, the masked man in Tonto found Tom Reynolds dying from bullet wounds. The Lone Ranger reported Reynolds' death to the sheriff and outlined a plan to bring the Apache kid to justice. Our next scene opens in the outlaws' camp. It is in a forest clearing some distance north of town. With the Apache kid is his wife. An Indian woman who both hates and fears her husband. You try escape again. No, no. Me Apache kid. 
What I got, I keep. You wife, Apache kid. Me not escape. Me stay with you. Ah, that's right. Apache kid put rope on you and leave you for time. You savvy? Rope hurt. Rope not hurt me. You not like me, huh? I not try to escape. You Apache kid. You heap strong. You not let wife escape. Me not try. Apache kid a rope wife anyway. Apache kid not take chance. You bad. You cruel to wife. You Stop. You tie rope. You say Apache kid bad Indian. White man say Apache kid bad Indian. Law man say Apache kid bad Indian. Who make me bad? You not... Not all time bad. White man law make Apache kid bad. Man kill my father. Many year go by. Me wait. And then they come, Apache kid get revenge. That Indian law. White man say that wrong. White man want hang Apache kid. They not get me. You hide from white man. You say... Apache kid not afraid. Let white man come. Each time I beat white man. Someday all white man fear Apache kid. Wait. You hear? Horse. Ah, horse come this way. Quiet. Campfire, show where you are. Quiet. Rider come to camp. You see him? That Injun. Injun understand Apache kid. Maybe not me kill Injun. Oh. The answer. Oh. Not me. Me want water. Maybe hard ride from town. Stay in saddle. Apache kid look close. Sudesi, umtake balu. Mita kale, mabu. You from town? Not right. Get off a horse. We talk. Huh? Me, me get him off. You maybe bring news from town. You Apache kid. Yeah. Me got plenty news. What news? You shoot, feller. Leave him live. What? Who you? Quiet. Feller named Reynolds. Him live? Not right. Him put up money. Money? Him plenty rich. Here. What is paper? You read. Ah, me read. Me put wood on fire. Make light. So, plenty money for Apache kid. <laughs> plenty money. Not right. A reward. Ten thousand. Maybe get him reward. You? Put him down, gun. You, engine. Me, engine. Maybe two engine. Get him reward. Uh, maybe we make plan. Not right. White man Reynolds with more money than he need. Maybe take some. <laughs> we make plan. Counterplay his part exactly as instructed by the Lone Ranger. While the Apache kid outlined his scheme to get the $10,000 reward money, Tonto's suggestions made the outlaw's plot fall into line with the masked man's plan. But the Apache kid did not realize that he was being tricked. Make sure Reynolds bring money for reward. Tonto, try it. Oh, me wait in cabin. Now you go. Uh, here, fella. Not that horse. White fella. My horse. You take pack mule. Oh, what matter of horse? Horse stay here. And you come back, sure. Oh, me want You horse. get white horse back if you play fair. Apache kid, keep white horse for time. You take mule, ride bareback. Uh, Tonto bring white man to cabin. Good. I wait there for you. 
with plenty trick like Fox. <laughs> Get him up. <laughs> maybe Patchy could give back white horse, maybe not. You steal engine horse. Horse fast. Maybe hard to follow. Mule slow. Apache kid, follow easy. What you do? Now put rope on you. Make sure you hear when I come back. No, please. No rope. More rope. Make sure white not run from Apache kid. Someday you'll not come back. Then what happened? Me not care what happened to you if Apache kid not come back. You cruel. You run away. You call lawman too much. Apache kid get captured. Me not take chance. Sally. Oh, rope tight. Plenty tight. Keep you in camp. Now, Apache Kid, follow Tonto. Tonto suspected that the Apache Kid might trail him to town. Therefore, when he reached the Reynolds house, his behavior was designed to mislead anyone who might be watching him. He dismounted from the outlaw's mule, rapped on the door, confident that the Lone Ranger would carry out the deception. Who is it? Me, friend. Me, want talk. One minute. What do you want here at this time of night? Me, Patch, news. All right, step inside. There, Tonto. The Apache kid has followed you. He heard just what he'd expect to hear if I were really Tom Reynolds. Him got white feller. What? Uh-huh. Him whole white feller. If Tonto double-crossed. But the main thing, Tonto, is he setting a trap? That right. Good. Was it hard to get him interested? No, that not hard. What is his plan? You go to old cabin. Where is the old cabin? Three mile north, near Creek. You can lead me there, can't you? Uh-huh. I'm supposed to think you captured the Apache kid. And when I see you have him tied up, give you the money. Not right. Very well. Him got other scheme. What other scheme has he? Tonto not know. Then how do you know he has another scheme? Sly look on him face. We'll have to take our chances. Apache kid, plenty smart. He isn't smart, Tonto. Not smart? No man who thinks he can beat the law is smart. No matter what scheme he has in mind, there's one thing in our favor. What that? We're on the side of justice. That makes a big difference, Kimosabe. A bigger difference than most people realize. I'll be ready to go with you as soon as I cinch up. Uh. Will this disguise pass for Tom Reynolds in the dark? It's all right. Come on. We'll go to the stable. Uh. You don't want to go ahead with this, do you, Tonto? Uh, hmm. There's plenty danger. We well, can't back out because of that. Maybe you get lawmen. No. That'd be a gunfight. Even if the Apache kid was shot by the lawman, other men would fall as well. Uh, but that And besides, matter. Tonto, we're carrying out the pledge Tom Reynolds made to his son. We want to get the Apache kid alive. He must be made to stand trial. To see and hear the white man's law. In a few moments, Silver was saddled, and the Lone Ranger, still disguised as Tom Reynolds, guided his horse down the trail that led through the woods. Tonto mounted on the mule, rode beside him. Tonto remained silent throughout the trip. He feared that his friend was facing what was perhaps the greatest danger of his career. The Apache kid was both cruel and cunning. His capture could be accomplished only by taking desperate chances. Cabin, plenty close now. Yes, and the Apache kid will surely be there, won't he? Maybe him in woods near here. Maybe him shoot from ambush. He won't do that, Kimosabe. All him wants is money. Yes, if he isn't sure yet, I brought any money with me. He'll not shoot me unless he knows for certain that I have the cash. You not got cash? No, Tonto. He told me everything he wants you to do. Oh, uh, he tell all. Very well, then, Tonto. He's going to be inside the cabin and appear to have ropes around his arms. Mm, that's right. But really, he'll not be tied. No. Then carry out your part of the plan, just as he told you. Uh, here. Here, cabin. Oh. He's lighted a candle. Uh, oh, boy. Hold that fellow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh. Now I'll talk as if I were Reynolds. Uh, 
Indian, have you really had that man roped and ready for delivery to the law? You'll get the reward just as I promised you. I'm good. We'll go inside and find out. So, we meet again. And you? Ah, Patchy Kid. Alive and well. You've kept your word all right, Indian. You've got revenge. You'll not have a chance. Much happened for Apache Kid, Hang. The Apache Kid. You know why I want you alive? Me not care. Years ago, you shot a man named Dave Reynolds. That time his father promised to get you or die trying. I don't want to shoot you. I want to see you stand trial for murder. You bring money for Indian that caught me, huh? I didn't say I'd brought the money with me. Have you? That needn't concern you. The reward can wait. First of all, I want to make sure you haven't any weapons concealed. What good weapon? Arms tight, tight. Appearances are sometimes deceiving. You see empty holsters. Yes. That engine has my guns. Where are they? There. Gun on shelf. Very well. Did he bring cash? Him not tell Tonto. No, I didn't bring the cash. No reward is going to be paid for you, Apache kid. Because this Indian friend of mine doesn't take rewards. What? Friend of yours? Go ahead. Move toward the table near the door. You're welcome to stand against what it. What this mean? Maybe Frick. It's all right, Kimasabi. When I saw the dust disturbed on the table near the door, I knew he schemed. Why, you have the full use of your hands behind your back. Go ahead and reach beneath the tabletop. You double-crossed! You! Me, you... me not tell him. Tonto didn't know what your scheme was. You can't find the gun you hid there, can you? I'll... Here it is. I'll show you. Good. Come on and rush me again. I'll get you. And here's another in the same place. Hold you. Hold him up, Tonto. I want him to examine that shield. He's not caught yet. Reach on that ledge beneath the tabletop. Me get you. Or would you rather have me reach for you? I'll get the thing that's there in place of your concealed gun. There it is. You recognize that deputy badge? It's the one Tom Reynolds wore when you shot him. There's a hole your bullet drilled in it. Me not hung yet. You not got proof. Tom Reynolds has joined his son. He'll go on trial for both those murders. And others as well charged against you. That's wrong. Law not got proof. Time, Toto. Replace those bonds with ropes that'll hold him. Huh? Tonto, time. You'll ask for proof. Tonto, get proof. Where, Kimosabe? Him, wife. Hate him. Him, leave her tied. Tied? Uh, her want escape. Is she in his camp now? Her there is white fella. Your horse. Uh, and his wife will testify against him? She do anything to keep him from her. Then make those ropes tight. We'll get his wife and your horse later. Meanwhile, I'll go and get Sheriff Burns. He'll be glad to know that Tom Reynolds' pledge to his son has been kept.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o silver, the Lone Ranger. People of seven states thrilled to the daring action of a phantom figure of the plains who rode in the cause of justice. No one ever knew where he came from nor where he went when he completed his heroic deeds. But even today the cowboys gather around the campfire and tell stories of this famous masked man, of his heavy six guns with their bullets of silver, of his great white horse, the fastest the West has ever known. Here he comes riding like the wind, blazing new trails in the west of old. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver Old Boy! Jim Murdoch was a wealthy man. He drew huge profits from the gold mine he owned, and out of those profits, he had built a large home standing on the edge of Grant's Canyon. As tonight's story opens, we see him with a visitor, Barney Holden, the man to whom Murdoch owed his present position. Holden has brought news from town. So that's what Abe Jenkins planned to do with you, Murdoch. Come here demanding that I help him out, huh? Yeah. He claims that you and him owned the mine between you. Then you suggested that you split it, and each you take a section for your own and work it independent. That's just what we've done. Well, he's sore because your half panned out first rate while his wasn't worth a hoot. Well, we both took the same risk, didn't we, Holden? Sure. <laughs> as far as he knows... You don't reckon he suspects the truth, do you? No, how could he? Then why is he talking around town about coming to me for help? He's desperate. That's why, Murdoch. His wife is sick and his kid's half-starved. He figures you could spare some grub and blankets without never missing them. 
So he's coming here to demand that same. I see. He's had some pretty hard things about you. Yeah. The worst of it is, Jim, most everyone in town sides with him. It'd be tough if he ever did learn the truth about that deal. I know enough law to know that he could make it downright tough for you. I wish he'd move out in these parts. I'd pay him to do it. Well, that'd be smart. If he wasn't around here, there wouldn't be no chance of his ever learning the truth. But he won't move away. Maybe if I offered him some cash... Well, that'd only make him all the more suspicious. He suspects enough already. Maybe so. You offer him cash to move away after refusing him loans, and he'd know there was something funny about that gold mine deal. It'd be worth a lot to me to have him out of the way. Would it? Yes, it... What do you mean? Just that. Would it be worth a lot to you to get him out of your way? You talk like you might have ideas. Maybe I have. I wouldn't want a, a murder on my hands. Mm. That wouldn't be necessary, Jim. It was you that schemed the gold mine deal in the first place. It made you rich. Maybe you got another smart idea. Suppose I sort of outline it and see how you like it. Yeah. Suppose you do. While Murdoch and Holden made further plans against Abe Jenkins, the man they'd already robbed, Jenkins was making his way to Murdoch's home. As he approached the large hop at the canyon's edge, he loosened the safety catch on his holster to make sure he could draw in a hurry. He's there alone. I'll make out all right. Hate to think of robbing a man, but I'd do more than that to see Martha and the kids warm and well-fed for once. Hope he's alone in there. Who is it? It's me! Abe Jenkins, open up, Murdoch. I want to talk with you. Sakes alive, Abe. What brings you out on this sort of night? Sit inside. I aim to. Sit down by the fire and warm up. You must have had a hard trip from the valley. Not as hard as going back will be. How's that? It's downhill going back, ain't it? Yep. Only I'll have a lot of things to carry when I go back. Murdoch, I'm here for some cash money, some grub, and some blankets. Yeah? Yes, and I'm going to get him. Here, put down that shooting iron. What ails you? Maybe you never faced a man that was driven to thieving by the sight of his wife and kids being cold and sick and hungry. Well, you're facing one right now. You don't mean your folks. Yes. Gosh, I didn't know that. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you thought I was fooling when I asked you to lend me some cash a while back. Will I? I ain't in the habit of lending money. But if it's grubbing blankets you want, sakes alive, Abe, you're welcome to them. All you can carry all a mule can carry. A mule wouldn't eat the grub my kids have had to eat for the past week. I'm downright sorry things are so tough. Maybe you know why they're tough. What do you mean? You pulled a slick trick on me when you talked in, me into splitting the gold mine. That gave you all the land that was worth anything. Now, Abe, you know that ain't a fair charge. I took the same chance you did. I didn't think your half would peter out. No. Of course I didn't. No more than I thought my half would turn out rich. I can't prove nothing. So I'll shut up about the mistake I made. But I'm getting food and blankets. Why, sure. Come on, Abe. We'll fix up a big bundle for you to take along with you. Uh, I don't know what to make of you, Murdoch. Why? You're acting a darn sight different about this than I thought you would. I ain't as bad as you tried to tell everyone I was, Abe. How do you know what I've been telling folks? I hear things. Maybe you heard me telling it around that I hope someday to prove that you knew half of the mine was no good. No, I ain't heard nothing like that. There ain't no truth in it. Maybe not. But what about that stuff? Come on with me and you'll get it. Gosh, Jenkins, I'm glad to help you and your folks out.
Murdoch gave Jenkins the blankets and food he asked for, and he helped him to load them on a mule. Then, shortly after Jenkins had returned home with the provisions, Barney Holden hurried into the cafe in town with a startling announcement that he had found evidence of an attack upon Murdoch. The sheriff demanded further information. How'd you know there'd been foul play at Jim Murdoch's place, Barney? I went there just to spend the evening with my friend Jim, and the house showed signs of a terrible fight. Josh, where's Murdoch? That's just it. The door was open wide with a wind howling through the house, and there was furniture upset and things busted, and no sign of Jim Murdoch around anywhere. Who went there? How'd I know? I spent some time looking around the house, and when I seen what must have happened to Murdoch, I hustled back here to tell you. Now, what must have happened to him? Murdered. Did you find him? No, but you know where his house is. Right at the edge of the ravine. Yeah. Well, what happened? There's a window looking out in the ravine, and that window was smashed. Gosh. It looked like someone had gone through it. Then we'd be likely to find Jim at the bottom of the ravine. Well, that's what I'm afraid of, Sheriff. Sakes alive. Looked to me like a robbery. Robbery and murder. Who could have done it? I got a blame good idea. Who? Just name the man that killed my friend and let me at him. Wait. Hey, Sam. Come in, Sheriff. Sam, you was telling me about Abe Jenkins early this evening. Yeah? What was he saying? I remember him being mad about something. Quiet, Bonnie. Go on, Sam. Well, as I recollect, Abe Jenkins was bound he'd make Jim Murdoch hand out the things he was needing. Just so. Abe Jenkins, huh? Why didn't I think of him? He's been sore Jim Murdoch for a long time. Yeah, a plenty sore. But gosh, Abe wouldn't go that far, would he? Why wouldn't he? Ain't no telling how far a man would go when his wife and kids are cold and hungry. But Abe didn't look to me like a man that'd do murder. He was mad enough, wasn't he, Sam? Seemed like he was. And he's the one to question. Yeah. We'll look at the bottom of the ravine in the morning. We may as well call on Abe right now and see what he's got to say for himself. If he's killed Jim Murdoch, then I want a personal job of dealing with him. If he's done a murder, we'll see that the law deals with him. Well, I'm betting Jenkins is plumb innocent. That's the trouble. The jury will hear of all his hard luck and let him off scot-free. Oh, no, they won't, Barney. It's one of two things. Abe done it or he didn't. If he didn't do it, he won't get arrested. If he did, he'll hang. No two ways about that. Come on, we'll go and call on him. All right, sir. Come on, Hello. You heard all that? Mm-hmm. You remember what we heard about the way Jim Murdoch swindled Abe Jenkins? Huh? We came here to see if we couldn't get a square deal for the poor fellow. Mm, that right. Now it seems that he needs friends more than he did before. Him? Good fella. I don't think he'd do what Barney Holden says. You know plenty about that fella. Yes, I do. Come on, Kimasabi. We're going to follow the lawman and hear what Abe Jenkins has to say. Sheriff and Barney Holden, accompanied by a group of men, went immediately to Jenkins' home to question Abe. The Lone Ranger and Tonto followed them without being observed. And when the party arrived at the house, the masked man and his companion were in a position to overhear what was said. Here, here, what is it said inside the place? Not right. Right again, Sheriff. They must be to home. Hey, ain't that one of Murdoch's mules tied there? Looks like it. Who is it? The law. Open up, Jenkins. Sakes alive, Sheriff. What's the trouble? Want to ask you a few questions. Not so loud. You'll wake the youngsters. Been doing some cooking here, ain't you? We just fed the kids and they went to sleep. First time in weeks they had blankets enough to keep them warm. Yeah? Where'd the blankets come from? Uh, Jim Murdoch gave them to me. When? Why, uh, tonight. I went there and he gave me a pack of food and some blankets and loaned me a little cake. That ain't true. What? You know blame well Murdoch don't give things away. I never heard of him giving anything away in my life. He don't. But he did so. You don't think I stole them from him, do you, Sheriff? Never mind what I think right now. 
What happened while you were there? Nothing. Why? You have a row with him? No. Nope. Listen to him. Jenkins, you was telling everybody that you'd get help from Murdoch or you'd know the reason why. He was right glad to help me. Uh, Wait. Let me ask something, Sheriff. What's all these questions about anyway? Listen here, Jenkins. What else did Murdoch give you? Well, uh, he let me borrow a mule. What else? Nothing else. Look here. Jim Murdoch ain't going to you, Sheriff, and said I stole from him, has he? He ain't come to me, no. Then what? Jenkins, did he give you his gold watch? Gosh, no. Or that fancy diamond ring he wears? No. Then what are they doing there on your fireplace mantle? Oh, how'd he get there? Leaping snake. Take a look, Sheriff. I see him. Then's Jim Murdoch's all right. I didn't put him there. I don't know how they got there. Sheriff, what's this mean? You better come along with me, Abe. For what? I ain't done nothing. Take him into custody, boys. No, no, you can't. He's told you the truth. We'll investigate some more in the morning. Investigate what? Bottom of Grant's Canyon. That's where we likely find the body. Body? Oh. Jim Murdoch's body. Hold on, you don't mean... Sheriff, you ain't saying that... Take him away, boys. He is to be held on a charge of murder. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. You will recall that in the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama, we learned that Murdoch and Holden cheated Abe Jenkins out of his share of a gold mine, now owned by Murdoch. Jenkins, reduced to poverty, appealed to Murdoch for food and blankets. These were given him. But shortly after Jenkins returned home, Holden announced in town that he had found evidence pointing to the murder of Murdoch. Jenkins was arrested, but the Lone Ranger believed in his innocence. That same night, he and Tonto rode to the bed of Grant's Canyon. We hear them as they halt at the spot, where, according to Holden's story, Murdoch's body should be found. Oh, oh, that's the road, boy. Oh, oh, oh. Nice place? Yes. But it's mighty dark here, Kimosami. Too dark to see very much. Uh, we'll have to do our best. You got ID? I don't think Abe Jenkins is guilty of the thing he's charged with. You know Barney Holden. I know enough about him to suspect that he might have framed Abe Jenkins. Mm, that's right. Um, me take a look on the ground. If Abe told the truth, and Holden put that watch and ring in his house just to make it appear that he'd killed Murdoch. Ah. Uh, this mountain help you look around down here, Tonto. If anyone has fallen from the ledge above, we might find him before the sheriff. Mm, that pretty long fall. It's quite possible he'd have fallen into the water. That's right. The beach along here is mighty narrow. In falling water, we not find him. The stream is pretty swift. It might carry him down quite a distance. Uh. In that case, the lawman might convict Abe Jenkins without finding the body because of the difficulty of searching for it. They wouldn't need it to prove there's been a murder. That right. Wait, what is it, Tonto? We hear splashing water. If there were only more light down here, we could search better. Uh. I heard it that time, Tonto. Uh. Something fall in water. There's only one place it could fall from. It's up on top of the ledge. Not right. 
And if Jim Murdoch is dead, there wouldn't be anyone up there. Maybe him not dead. In any case, we're going up above and find out. Plenty long way round. We can make it before daybreak. Yep. Come on, Shadow. Uh, be, be ready. Come on, Silver. Last man in Tonto could not find Murdoch's body. Instead, they were disturbed by loose stones falling from the direction of Murdoch's home above at the top of the canyon. And they made their way to the house to investigate. The scene changes now to the trail from town. It is the following morning, and the sheriff, accompanied by several deputies and Barney Holden, is riding toward Murdoch's place at Grant's Canyon. Doors open just like you said, Barney. Sure it is. I wouldn't have no reason to tell what wasn't true, would I? You didn't find no sign of Murdoch at the bottom of the ravine. That don't prove nothing. The water could have carried him away. Sure it could. Come on, there. Should we go right in and search the place, sir? What do you think we come here for? To sit on the steps? I was only asking. Well, it's Sunday. It looks like a clean-cut case again, eh, Jenkins? The watching ring showed he wasn't telling the truth. Here. I reckon he figured we'd believe a story about Jim Murdoch giving him food and blankets. But it's too much to think that Murdoch would give him the watch and ring. Yes, so. I'm sorry, Fred. He ain't a killer at heart. He just was drove to it by poverty. It don't matter what drove him to it. Maybe a jury will let him get away with murder. I most wish they would. Yeah. Of course, it'll look awful bad for the sheriff's record. Other counties that speak of this one is the place where they let men get away with murder. He won't get away with it. I don't blame you, Sheriff. You got your reputation to look out for. Gosh, sure enough been a scrap in this house, ain't they, though? Sure has. And there's the window at the rear. You see where I feel went through? What's beyond the window? The ravine. The house right on the edge of the ravine? Well, no, there's five feet of ground there, but that's all. Maybe my doc didn't go over the edge. Well, he went over all right enough. How do you know that? I looked out the window last night when I was here. Held a lamp up so as I could see out. Mm. I could see where the ground had been disturbed from him sliding over the edge. We'd have a look outside. Yeah, we can go right through. Hey, what's this? What you got there, Sam? Mm, looks to be a letter of some sort. Let me see it. Yeah, it was thrown in the fireplace to burn. It looks like the wind come and blowed it out. You can see where it's charred. Yeah. What's it say? Well, now this is downright interesting. What is it, Sheriff? Don't you know, Barney? No, can't say as I do. I'll just hang on to this for a time. Yeah, but let me see it. Nope. Come on. We'll get out that busted window and have a look at the ledge outside. I, Hey. What's the matter? There's Jim Murdoch on the ground. What? Well, let me see. Sure enough, there he is. Lying face down on the ground there. Now, come on through this window. Maybe he ain't dead yet. I don't see how he... What's the matter, Barney? I thought you told me he wasn't here last night. I, I didn't see him. Uh, Sam, you take care of Murdoch. The rest of you stay here. Right. Barney... You was here after Jenkins left, wasn't you? Yes, I... Ladies, I... According to your own story, you was. Uh, I reckon so. Oh, you're the one who said the house was all tore up like this. Now, it seemed to me, Barney, that if you didn't see Murdoch there, when you come here after Abe had left, it couldn't have been Abe that put him there. Uh, how is he? Is he hurt bad? Oh, wait a minute, Barney. You stay right here. Sam's looking over him. What'd you find, Sam? Ain't nothing to be done for him now. Gone? Yep, he done for. Then Abe Jenkins done it. I wouldn't be so fast as to say that, Bunny. Well, he must have. I reckon when I looked out the window last night, I, I must have been so excited that, well, I didn't see him. It was dark, you know. And... Yeah, but you said you had a lamp. Well, maybe I just missed seeing him. But what's the difference? A lot of difference, Bunny. Well, I don't see what it is. If Murdoch wasn't here when Abe left, then it couldn't have been Abe that done the job. Mm, no. That means it must have been someone else. Now, let me have a close look at him. The rest of you stay back there. Sam, you help me. Yeah. Maybe we can find some more clues, Sheriff. Maybe so. 
Something to go with that paper from the fireplace. Hey, Sheriff's got something already. Reckon I have. What is it, Sheriff? Jim Murdoch's hands closed tight on something here. I'm trying to get it loose. What is it? Now, don't be so fast about it. Let me find out for myself. He's holding on to something mighty tight. Now, can you get it? I'll get it. Mm, there. Shucks, ain't nothing but a button. A button? Yeah, looks like a button from a vest, a fancy one. Sure enough. Say, Abe Jenkins don't wear buttons of that sort. Abe Jenkins ain't even got a fancy vest. Now, let me see. That might be a mighty important clue. Hold on, Barney. You're wearing a fancy vest with buttons like this. Stand still there. Let me take a look. Doggone. There's a button missing from Barney's vest. Steady, my button, I tell you. Now, hold steady. Let me compare the two. By thunder, it's identical to the one that's on your vest. And his threads still clinging to the bottom. Do they match the threads in the vest? They sure do. I can't understand it. I didn't have no scrap of Jim Shut up a minute. Let me think. But I tell you, Sheriff, the frame-up, I... Keep I... an eye on it, boys, till I have another look at this hunk of paper Sam pulled from the fireplace. Well, we got you covered, Barney. Just don't make no move till the Sheriff figures things out. Ah. This here paper, Barney, tells about you owing a sight of money to Jim Murdoch. It ain't so. It ain't the truth. It's a note promising to pay him $5,000. I never owed no money like that. How would I owe him such money? He never loaned money in his life. Now, if you was here last night and found out Abe Jenkins had been here before you... Oh, I was here. Listen, Shut up and let the sheriff talk. You might have found out that Murdoch did just what Abe said he'd done. You mean Murdoch might have really given Abe food and blankets? Sure he might have. Then Barney sees a chance to get rid of Murdoch. Throw the blame on Abe and burn this note so he wouldn't have to pay it. Listen to me. I tell you, that ain't so. There ain't a word of truth in it. That note's a forgery. Let me see the name, Sandra. Is this your writing? No, Tate, I never wrote that. I reckon a jury will have to decide that, Barney. This note shows the motive for you wanting to kill Jim Murdoch. But I didn't, I tell you. And him having tore a button from your vest, maybe as you was trying to push him through the window, eh? I didn't. I've been framed, I tell you, framed. I didn't do it. Me and Jim Murdoch was the best of friends. Well, there's Murdoch. Here's this note. Here's the button. And there's your vest. Looks to me like we got more of a case again you... Then again, Abe Jenkins. Kate, didn't he have the watch and ring? Didn't he have other things? According to your own story, Barney, you was here after Abe Jenkins left. You could easily have stole the watch and ring and put him in his house. When could I have done it? After you got in there with me last night. Reckon we'll take you to the calaboose. We'll jail both you and Jenkins till we find out a few more facts. Just one minute. Hey, who's hey, the mess, man? I have something to say. Don't any of you make a move. Well, look at them two guns. And there's an engine with him. Well, where'd you come from? Maybe them two killed Jim Murdoch. Maybe they didn't. Go on, stranger. Speak up. I've been waiting for you. Money, there's just one man who can prove you are not guilty of murder. Who's that? I'm that man. You? I'll do it on one condition. Oh, name it. Just name it, that's all. That you tell the truth and the whole truth. About what? Who are you, anyway? That's not important. You better do what he says, Barney, or you'll swing as sure as shooting. Tell the truth about last night. Uh, what do you mean? You and Murdoch planned to frame Abe Jenkins for a murder, didn't you? We... Well, I... Murdoch didn't want Abe Jenkins to learn the truth about the gold mine. So the two of you plotted to get him out of the way. Yeah, but Isn't I... that the truth? I didn't have no partners. It was all Murdoch scheming. You mean Murdoch's scheme to disappear and let you tell the story about Abe fighting with him so as Abe would hang and be put out of the way? That's right. All I was to do was to tell you about the fight here. And to take the watch and ring and put them in the Jenkins home. Yes, but I didn't have no part in the murder. And why did Murdoch want Jenkins out of the way? He, he was afeard that someday Jenkins might learn that I'd made a survey of the gold mine and told Murdoch that half was no good. And it was on the strength of that that Murdoch split the claim and gave Abe the worthless part? Yes, yes, that, that's the honest truth. Now, you got to keep your word. you, you got to prove that I ain't guilty of a murder. Me get color up now. You, you stand up. Murdoch ain't dead? No. He's roped and gagged. I didn't see that before. It was done in such a way you couldn't see it, Barney. But, but the sheriff. Sheriff, you know he weren't dead. So the deputies, they seen him close. 
Sure, we know this. That masked man come to me last night and told how he'd seen Murdoch fixed in the legs to look like a man fell over into the water down below. No gang cut loose. You, you squealer. Murdoch, I didn't know. It was your scheme in the first place. Shut up. Maybe you can save your hides by turning over what rightfully belongs to Abe Jenkins. You see, Bunny, as I told Murdoch last night, the stone from the ledge fell down below and brought Toto and me here. We saw what you were doing and told the sheriff everything. Yeah. Then during the ride here, I got a button from your vest and put it where it would look like I took it from the dead man's hand. Screams. As for that burned paper, the masked man put that in the fire. Oh, that masked man. He's the one that's done it all. Yep, he's the one. I reckon, Murdoch, the best way to catch a couple of rats to try to frame an innocent man for murder is to pull the same sort of tricks on them. Oh, don't take us to jail. Listen, I'll give Abe half my claim. Well, maybe Abe'll settle for a half, and maybe you'll take it all. But whatever Abe wants, he's going to get. We'll take the news he's waiting to hear. Come on, Silver, old boy. We're riding to meet Tato with the railroad. The cattlemen are making trouble there, and we're going to see what's going on. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!